0: the fourth chapter, beginning to read at verse 39. St. John chapter number 4 and verse 39. While you're turning there, let me just say that we are honored to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. We have been looking forward to this time to spend with you and are thankful for your response and worship this morning. I pray that you would allow the Holy Ghost to speak to your heart. It's indeed a real pleasure to be with your pastor and his wife and family. We love the Magruder's. Magruder's are... Our friends indeed. and We are so grateful to have this time to spend with them. It's always a tremendous time when you spend it with the Magruder's. And we have enjoyed so much in times past being with them. And now we're honored to be here with them. And here with you. And here with the presence of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I feel a tremendous power of the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. I feel a very strong sense of His Spirit that desires to do something miraculous this morning. I believe the Holy Ghost has your answer. I believe whatever you came in need of today, no matter how great or how small, that the Holy Ghost is here to supply that need. He said exceeding abundantly above all that you could even ask or think. What we came expecting God to do this morning is the minimum as to what He's going to do. It's up to our faith level to be increased and we will witness the powerful demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I'm excited about what Jesus is getting ready to do. Thank the Lord. St. John chapter number 4 and verse 39, And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on Him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. Verse 41 says, and many more believed because of his own word. Verse 42, and said unto the woman, now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. I want to preach for the next few minutes from this thought. The experience is greater than the testimony. The experience is greater than the testimony. Everything I had ever heard about Him, every song I had ever heard sung concerning Him, every sermon I had ever heard preached concerning Him, didn't compare. To the experience that I received when I received Him. I am so thankful today that I have an experience. I don't have just something somebody told me about. But I know Him for myself. That this is indeed the Christ. The Savior of the world. Are you thankful for that experience? Would you put your Bibles down and your hands together. And offer up praise and thanksgiving in advance. For the miracle working power that the Holy Ghost is going to pour out in this service this morning. Come on, let's worship Him one more time. Would you worship him because he's worthy? Oh, not because a preacher asks you to, but because he's worthy to receive all of your praise. I worship you this morning. God, I praise you. I thank you for your power that's prevalent in this place today. I give you all glory. You're worthy to receive it. I thank you for the Holy Ghost this morning, Lord. For the power of your spirit. For your miracle working power. I give you glory today, God. Praise your wonderful name praise your wonderful name. God bless you and you may be seated. The experience is greater than the testimony. There are some things in life until you experience it for yourself that words cannot do it justice. People told me that you just wait until you have a child, it's going to change your life. And I received that testimony with a nod and I can understand how that might happen. But until we had a child, I had no idea how much a child changes your life. The experience was greater than the testimony. People told me how, you just watch and see how different your parents are going to be as grandparents. Are there any grandparents in the house this morning? I got to preach at you just for a little while. I cannot believe how different my parents are as grandparents. If my daughter is with my mother for any period of time at all, it takes weeks, nigh unto months to deprogram her. She gets what she wants, when she wants, how she wants. There's things that she is encouraged to do by my mother that I would have gotten my head knocked off for doing. The experience is greater than the testimony. People told me how they would be, but they have far superseded what anybody has ever told me. There are things in life that you just have to experience them for yourself to really know. I grew up in this thing and I'm excited to be a part of of this apostolic way. And during the course of my life, I have heard testimonies of how God has done miraculous things in people's lives. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. and, And I've celebrated in those wonderful, miraculous things that He's done in other people's lives. But there's just something about it. Until I experienced that miracle working power for myself, I didn't truly know how wonderful our Savior is. My wife and I were married and desired that we would have a child and we had much difficulty and uh, she thought that she had conceived and we were excited about it and we wanted to tell everybody about it and we did the, the tests that were necessary and all indications were that she was pregnant and so we told everybody, we told grandparents and we told everybody how excited we were that we were going to have a child and Then we received the devastating news that indeed it was not a pregnancy, but it was what is called a molar pregnancy. It's where the chromosomes don't connect and it was just a mass that was there. So we were devastated. A dark cloud came into our life and that surgery to remove that was done and there were other surgeries that had to be done. And within the course of a year, my wife had been through three surgeries and the final of the four surgeries was scheduled to be a hysterectomy. Now we wanted to have a child. We desired to be parents and wanted to have a testimony. And so there's something about it when you're faced with adverse circumstances, you need to know where to go. The testimonies that I heard helped me to understand that there's a place that you can go when you're faced with the impossibility. So we found a closet of prayer and we began to pray. And the Lord in that closet of prayer gave me a testimony. He gave me that He would indeed exchange a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Oh, until you are in that place... Until you have received... I'm testifying to you today that in a dark situation, the dark cloud had come over our life. And in that time, I found in prayer a testimony. And He said, I will give you a garment of praise for your spirit of heaviness. I stood upon that promise. The surgery began. The surgeon had told us before. 10 of 11 specialists had strongly recommended that he do a hysterectomy without any type of exploratory surgery. He went against the recommendation of 10 of 11 specialists to even do the surgery that he did. He went in and he said, the longer that I'm in there, the more likelihood that your wife will have to have a hysterectomy. We were pacing the floors of Barnes Hospital in St. Louis for hours. And finally he came in. I was still standing strong upon the promise that God had given me. Let me just tell you something today, friend. When God gives you a promise, it doesn't matter how bad it seems. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. I can remember as he came in, he told me, he said, I got in there and I took a specimen of this fibroid tumor that was there and he asked the pathologist to identify it so he would know what he needed to do. The pathologist came back and said, you just need to go, while she's still under the knife, you just need to go ahead and do the hysterectomy. He said, I don't want to know what you think I need to do. I need some, get the chief pathologist down here, identify the specimen, and I want to know what it is. They got the chief pathologist down there. He identified it as a benign tumor. The problem now was that the benign tumor was the size of a small volleyball. He removed a benign tumor the size of a small volleyball and still preserved the ability for my wife to have a child. Within a year and a half later, we walked back into that same hospital and on November 2nd, 2000, at 7.48 a.m., I had my testimony. Tesla Shea Sheeran was born and we have today with us our beautiful daughter. Why? Because there's a God that honors His Word. Because there's a God that when you're faced with impossibility said, you don't have to receive that impossibility. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. I'm here to testify to somebody today that my God is a healer. But don't believe it just because I'm testifying it. Why don't you find out for yourself? Why don't you talk to him this morning and say, God, I gotta get a hold of you. I'm facing a bleak situation. I'm facing a desperate situation. I've gotta go to you. I want you to know the experience is greater than the testimony. Every testimony about healing I had ever heard didn't compare to when I saw my little girl oh i want you to know something this morning the experience of a healer is greater than anybody could ever sing about it or testify or preach about it you need to find out for yourself my god is a healer he is a healer i want you to know that the experience far supersedes the testimony you can find out today god is he is He is a healer. Oh, at first I believed because I heard somebody tell me about it. But now I know that He is indeed a healer. The experience is greater than the testimony. The first portion of the text that I shared with you this morning was found in the 39th verse. But to understand fully the entire scriptural text, we need to go back to the... First portion of the chapter. St. John chapter number 4. Verse number 1 tells us that when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus Himself baptized not but His disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And He must needs go through Samaria. Now, if he's leaving one place and he's going to another place, this means to me that he's moving. I understand that when he moves, there's a miracle that's going to happen in a matter of moments. That's why anytime that I read in the word of God where he's moving, I know that it's not going to be too awful long before there's a miracle that's going to happen. That's why I'm excited this morning because I have recognized that in the house of the Lord that he is moving. And so I understand now that the reason why he's moving is because there's a miracle that's going to happen in a matter of moments. Somebody that walked into this house with an impossibility is going to. walk out of this house with a possibility. Why? Because when he moves there's a miracle that's going to happen in a matter of moments. You might as well just get ready, get ready, get ready. It don't matter if it's Sunday morning or Sunday night when the Holy Ghost begins to move you can just get ready because he's getting ready to do something miraculous. If I needed a miracle I wouldn't leave this house this morning without it. The Holy Ghost is moving. Get ready, get ready, get ready. The miracle is going to happen in a matter of moments. And he must needs go through Samaria. Why would he have to go there? Why would he have to go that way? Because he had to go to a city called Sychar, which was near the well, and he positioned himself at the well. Why? Because there would be a woman that would come to the well with a need. Indeed, He positioned Himself in a place where He knew someone would come with a need. It's no different this morning. He was here before you and I ever arrived. And He has positioned Himself in this house this morning because He knew that you would arrive with your need. He knew... That when you arrived here, that you would arrive here with a need. That's why He was in the house waiting for you to arrive here. You're not here by accident. And neither is He. He is here now speaking to you. She came to the well. Unaware that he would be there, he knew all along that she would, and when she arrived, he spoke to her. Do you know what happened when he spoke to her? She was shocked that he would even speak to her. You see, she knew who she was. She knew her life. And her lifestyle And she was taken back That Jesus would even speak to her Have you ever been in that predicament When you have come to the house of the Lord Knowing who you are And you are shocked that he would even speak to you Yet you recognize That yeah even this morning He is speaking very clearly to you Saying I know who you are I know what you came with And I still want you to know That I'm talking to you She was shocked that He would even speak to her. Yet He did. He spoke to her and said, Give me to drink. But then He begins to explain to her that if you only knew what I had to give you, if you only knew what I had, had to give you. The reason I'm speaking to you saying, give me to drink is I want to exchange what you're willing to give me in exchange for what I'm willing to give you. If you only knew what I had for you, you wouldn't be concerned about giving to me. You'd be more concerned about getting what I've got to give. Oh, if you only knew what was waiting for you this morning, if you only knew what the Holy Ghost had in store for you this morning, you wouldn't be concerned about where you are. You'd say, I want to know what He's got for me. I want to do whatever I've got to do to get what He's got to give. He said, I'll give you that living water that you'll never thirst again. And when He told her what He had to offer her, she... Says, I don't see how you're going to do that. He's telling you today that he has the answer to your question. He's telling you today that He has the miracle for your impossibility. And you're sitting there receiving that with wonderment as to how it's going to happen. Could I preach to you this morning that it doesn't matter whether we can see how it's going to happen. There were times that I couldn't see it happening. But oh, I had a promise. I want you to know He's talking to you this morning. Saying don't try to figure out how it's going to happen. Just know it's going to happen if you're willing to do what I ask you to do, you're going to leave with what you need and so much more. I wish somebody would leave this house saying the experience is greater than the testimony. I want you to know that miracle is yours. How are you going to do that? You don't have anything to draw with. He senses the fact... She is interested in what he has And he now tests her sincerity By saying Woman, go call thy husband And come hither You can fool a lot of people When you walk in the door, friend But you won't fool him He knows whether you want What he's got And he knows whether you're willing To do what you've got to do In order to get what he's got to give Sir, I have no husband. She presented the truth as she knew it and said, Here's where I'm at. I have no husband. And he spoke back to her, Thou hast well said, Thou hast no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And the one you're living with now is not your husband. Wow. Wow. Aren't you thankful when you come to the pastor and tell him your problem that he don't begin to expound like that? You know what Jesus was doing? He was letting her know, I know everything about you and I'm still offering to you that which you need. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to tell somebody this morning, I know everything about you. About you every detail things nobody else knows and yet you still feel me speaking to you saying the offer still stands i know where you're at but the offer still stands i know how bad it seems but the offer still stands i'm still here offering you the miracle that you need even though i know everything about you I'm glad even though he knows everything about me, he still blesses me. I'm glad that even though he knows everything about me, he still does miracles in my life. I'm thankful that's the kind of God we serve. He knows everything about us, and yet he still blesses us. But by the grace of God, I wouldn't be here, and neither would you. You know what she says after this? She says, sir... I perceive that thou art a prophet. She's beginning to understand this is not an ordinary man. She's got a limited understanding of the full revelation that he has for her. I don't ever beat up anybody that has a limited understanding of the full revelation that he has. I'm glad the disciples weren't there that day. They'd probably say, come on, Lord, let's get out of here. She thinks that you're just a prophet. She don't know who you are. He's still ministering, even though she doesn't have a full revelation of who He is. We should never reject those that do not have a full revelation of who He is. We can't afford to reject those that don't have the same full revelation that we've got. He's still working on them. she says well i can i can remember when granddad used to preach about the messiah I can remember when grandma used to bounce me on her knee and sing the songs about the Messiah that when he comes he's going to tell me all things ever I did I can remember when daddy used to preach it I can remember when mama used to tell me the stories before I go to bed about the Messiah when he came he's going to tell me all things ever I did and do you know while she's talking about people that testified to her he looked her eyeball to eyeball and said I that speak unto thee and he what you heard about what they preached about or what you heard sung about. I'm the one that they were talking about. I that speak unto thee and he. Hey, what you're looking for is right here. What you heard about, it's right here. The experience is greater than the testimony he's trying to tell somebody this morning. I that speak unto thee am he. I'm the one that's moving. I'm the one that's going to do the miracle this morning. She received that because the Bible says in verse 28 The woman then left her water pot and went back into the city. In other words, she left what she came with in exchange for what he had to give. You talk about being impacted today, friend. If we would simply leave everything that we walked into this place with, Leave it at an altar. And take with us what he wants to give us. Leave all the problems. Leave all the cares. Leave all the impossibilities. Leave all the struggles. Come to an altar and leave it there on a Sunday morning. And you just take home with you the fullness of the Holy Ghost. The joy that only he can bring. The miracle working power of healing. I want you to know he's waiting on somebody to do what this woman did. Leave everything she brought in exchange for everything that he has to give. tell me that that type of experience doesn't impact the life. Because a woman that was living with somebody that was not her husband, had been married five times, goes back into the city and testifies to the men. That's what the Bible says. She went back and she testified to the men. She was a valid witness to the, to the men. That helps me to understand that before you come in contact with Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter what you used to be you immediately receive power and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me I want you to know unto the uttermost part of the earth what he was saying is what you are before you come in contact with me really doesn't matter anymore when you have an experience with me what you used to be all things are passed away behold all things become new she went back into a city filled with men and said come see a man which told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? And they saw that this was not the same woman that had left the city. She came back different than the way she went. And they said, Oh, I got to see somebody that can do that for her. I want to know this one. I want to preach to you that if God saved you from alcoholism, there's nobody better to go tell the alcoholics Come see a man. I don't care what he saved you out of, friend. It really doesn't matter. There's no better witness than to go back to where you used to be and say, oh, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. But if you'd like to come and see, I'll show you a man who is able to do the same for you. If he did it for me, he can do it for you. The entire city comes out. It was a citywide revival because a woman with a checkered past Did you hear what I said? A citywide revival because a woman with a checkered past didn't allow that to intimidate her. Do you know the revival that is waiting for this city? If some of us wouldn't be concerned about a checkered past, I want you to know something, friend. When the Holy Ghost touches you, it doesn't matter what you used to be. He's telling you, I want you to get out there, go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come. And if he did it for you, he can do it for them. But by the grace of God, such were some of you, we need to let them know, hey, it doesn't matter what you are. The Holy Ghost wants to do it through you! My, the Holy Ghost is talking to somebody right now. You need to receive the Word of God right now. Your checkered past, it's behind you, honey. When by the grace of God, you were saved, it really didn't matter what you used to be. Now you've been set free! Come see a man which told me all things ever I did is not this the Christ. came out and saw him and when they saw him they said we want you to stay with us I'm excited about what you did for them but I want you to stay here with us and the bible says he abode there and when he abides there they come to the women to the woman and say you know at first we believed because what you told us At first we believed because what you testified to us. We believed it because you had such a convincing testimony. And and, and we, we wanted to accept that. But now, but now we know. Now you think that it's possible. But oh, until you know. I hope when you walk out of here you shake my hand and say, Preacher, you tried. I mean, you, you tried to the best of your ability to convey how wonderful it was. But you didn't even get close. You, you didn't even get in, in range of how wonderful it was. You won't offend me one bit if you shake my hand and say, you know, you tried. At first, I thought maybe because he's saying it's good, that it's good, but now, I can testify that the experience is greater than the testimony. I heard about the healing, honey, but until I received it in my whole life, I want you to know you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. The experience is greater than the testimony. Stand with me. I'm closing. Friends told us about a... Anybody hungry this morning? Friends told us about a delicious restaurant that if we ever go there, we had to get this one particular steak because the steak is delicious. And so we were afforded the opportunity to be at this particular restaurant. And my wife and I went there and I had received the testimonies concerning how good the steak was. And so my mind was made up. That's what I'm going to have. My wife, on the other hand, she has a tendency when we're, At some place for the first time She orders what is called Chicken fingers We go to Red Lobster And she gets chicken fingers You figure it out I don't understand She ordered chicken fingers I ordered the steak They brought the steak out They had a knife there I'm not sure why Because the steak was so tender That you could cut it with a fork It was cooked perfectly I took a bite of that steak and that steak was so good. Is there anybody hungry this morning? It melted in your mouth. It was cooked perfectly. It melted in your mouth. And I just kind of got into it. I mean, I just was going after that steak. It was delicious. Until I looked across the table to the chicken finger lady and she was looking at me like... How much longer are you going to go on and on about that steak and not offer me a piece of that steak? Well, I took the hint and I gave her a piece of that steak. And when she tasted it, she said the same thing I said. This steak is the best steak I've ever had. We have been back to that restaurant on several occasions. And not one time has she ever ordered chicken fingers. The experience is greater than the testimony. Now I've gone on and on and on about how good God has been to me And how He's a miracle working God And I hope some of you are looking at me Like how much longer are you going to Go on and on and on About this miraculous God Without offering us an invitation To taste and see That the Lord is good Blessed be the name of the Lord I want to preach to somebody this morning Under the unction of the Holy Ghost That the miracle that you need is moments away If you will just understand Yes, that He is indeed speaking To you this morning, He knows who you are and he is speaking to you saying if you will respond you will receive the miracle the experience is greater than the testimony he wants somebody to walk out of this house with your miracle today he's just waiting on you to say I don't want to hear the preacher preach about it I don't want to hear the singer sing about it I want to know for myself the experience is greater than the testimony heads bowed and eyes closed I believe the Holy Ghost has spoken to several people this morning. I believe God has spoken very clearly. And He is speaking to you even now. He's speaking to you saying that if you will respond to his word, that you will receive the miracle that you need. You say, preacher, you don't know how desperate I am. You don't know the desperate situation that I'm in. I want you to know I don't care how bad it is. I know a God that deals with impossibilities and makes them possibilities because that's the kind of God he is. But don't just believe it because I testify it. It's an experience that you need. Head still bowed and eyes still closed If you're here today, friend, and you need a miracle I will not embarrass you I will not come to where you are But if you will slip your hand up and signify I need a miracle The Holy Ghost is going to deal with you God bless that hand and that one That one also Too many hands to count I want you to know the Holy Ghost is dealing with some people right now My God, I feel the Shekinah glory In this house so strongly right now I will speak a word of faith to you right now If you lifted your hand If you will come to this altar right now Lift both hands in the air The Holy Ghost is going to do a miracle In your life The Holy Ghost is going to do A miracle in your family If you will just slip out From where you are Come on I want you to come If you need a miracle God bless you sir God's going to do a miracle for you Ma'am the Holy Ghost Is working with you right now Let him do a miracle in your life I want you to know That if you will come If you will come There is a miracle That is waiting for you You can leave saying The experience is greater Than the testimony Oh you didn't even come close To how good it was At first I believed Because of the testimony But now I believe Because I know I know That this is indeed The miracle working God Come on, that's it Right where you are Lift both hands And receive the miracle That the Holy Ghost has for you Come on Come on Come on, that's it I ask everybody that will Come help us pray The Holy Ghost is doing miracles right now Oh, He's doing the miraculous right now Come on, that's it Let Him do it for you He's doing it, sir He's doing it, ma'am That's it. He's not done. He's not done. Let him do the miracle. Let him do the miracle. Lift both hands and receive that miracle touch. Oh, the experience. It's greater than the testimony. Come on, why don't you reach over and pray with somebody right now? Come on, transfer your faith. Transfer your faith. Let the Holy Ghost use you. Oh, the experience. It's greater than the testimony. It's real. It's real. I know it's real. Oh, you can walk out of here knowing. You can walk out of here knowing. Now I know. Now I know. This is indeed the Christ. The Savior of the world. The experience is greater than the testimony.